Welcome to the Midnight Podcast. I'm Stories After Midnight, and the story we will be reading today is The Demon in Heaven by Tobias Wade. It's part of a collection of stories he wrote called 54 Sleepless Nights. You can pick up your copy on Amazon if you'd like to support the author. I really appreciate him for letting me read these stories to you, and I hope you enjoy it. Let's get started. I did not fear death, even in my final hours. I can't say that I had no regrets, but I know of no other actions or circumstances in my life which could have led to a greater serenity at the end. At peace with myself and the world around me, I slipped into that final sleep I did not expect to wake from. I believe I can tell the exact moment when I died, because it coincided with a vague sensation of falling in every direction at once. I watched something like a kaleidoscope of my body being left behind from every angle as the world folded in on itself. Thinner and thinner slices, faster and faster, interweaving together as the intricate dance of life spiraled down into a single point, and then rebounding again, a collapsing universe exploding anew, each fragment of mind unraveling itself into the form I next occupied. I was young and strong again in my new body, and the verdant garden was bliss to behold. Every luscious plant around me grew in perfect symmetry without the slightest blemish or rot, and the branches of every tree fit perfectly into place with the others as though puzzle pieces locked together. There were animals too, squirrels and deer and wolves, and many others walking openly without scurrying or stalking. No displays of fear or hunger for one another. The warmth of the sun and the richness of the air was so nourishing that I never felt the urge to eat or drink in that garden and so too must the animals have been able to coexist so perfectly. Some of the creatures spoke to me, or at least they spoke to one another, and I found no barrier in understanding them. The birds sang with contentment, and I found the song so much more beautiful than any on earth, where they must have often been warning of danger or defending their territory from rivals. There was one thing that bothered me about the way they spoke to one another, though. Each knew only their happiness in the moment, and none showed the slightest thought about where they came from or how this place came to be. I began asking the animals, but though they stopped and listened politely when addressed, they grew agitated when I persisted on the existential question that drew my curiosity. Their answers were always evasive, suggesting pleasant things that I might do, and when pressed, always returning to the single, unequivocal rule of this place— I could go anywhere or do anything that I liked, so long as I never sought out the person in charge. If it was simply a matter of their reverence and respect, then I think I could have accepted such an answer. The way they spoke unsettled me, though. Seeing such peaceful animals become fearful as they warned me away from such pursuit. Hair rising on the backs of their necks, snarling faces, darting eyes, each utterly terrified by the notion that I would want to meet such a being. It did not make sense to me where such fear could be coming from in a world so far removed from death and pain and want. I could not rest with the idea of living eternally in terror of some unknown beast that ruled the land. The more they warned me, the more desperate my pursuit became, until I found myself unable to linger for a moment without my curiosity cheapening the pleasures around me. I decided I was only able to find peace at the end of my life because I knew I had followed my passions without doubt or regret. But if I were to turn aside in this quest, 
than I could spend forever unhappy in the knowledge that my true nature was to be as cowardly and dull as the animals. What was it to be man if it was not to master oneself and one's surroundings, to do what was impossible for other animals? All this time I didn't find a single other human, and I convinced myself that I was being put to some type of cosmic test. Perhaps there was one afterlife for the animals, and only once man has proven himself worthy is he able to elevate to an even greater paradise that he has earned. I imagined all the other humans in their mighty palaces looking down at me and laughing to see me scurrying around after the squirrels as I proved myself their equals. I knew the animals must know more than they pretended to display such fear, but none were willing to tell me what I needed to know freely. That is why I set about making a trap, digging a pit in the soft and fertile earth where I might extract an answer by force. The creatures here were so trusting and stupid that I needed only to ask a badger to come stand by me where the leaves covered the hole for it to willingly oblige. The unsuspecting creature's weight burst through the concealment at once, sending it to tumble down whereupon I immediately sealed it inside with a large stone over the hole. I hadn't counted on quite how easygoing the creature could be though, it continued to disregard my questions about the creator of this place, and showed no fear of me despite my power over it. Even trapped in the dark hole, the badger slept peacefully at the bottom, as though it was its den. Forced to escalate my approach, I used two sticks to start a fire on the end of a leafy branch, and thrust this into the hole. Finally, I had its attention, as the badger whimpered, cowered away from the flame pressing itself flat against the wall as it wailed in answer to my inquiries. The badger said the ruler of this place lived among us, but I would never find him by looking. I could only act in such a way that made him find me. It was so gratifying to finally get an answer, even one as enigmatic as this. For the first time, I felt like I had power over the animals. It was no longer their equal. I allowed the badger to escape, and gathering up as much fuel as I could, I set my burning branch into the foliage and watched it spread. I watched the flame smolder into a roaring fire and relished the thick plumes of black smoke curling into the sky. It would be impossible to witness such a display without knowing a man was dwelling among the animals. The creator would find me, and at last I'd have the answers I sought. The rich air nourished the flames more than I expected, however, and they did not stop at the edge of the fuel I collected. Soon the sparks had leapt into the branches, and from one branch to the next, so perfectly fitted together, the fire raced. The birdsong turned to one of panic, as they took flight in mass around me, but the animals so long unaccustomed to fear were slow to react. Some even approached the flame to marvel at it before the fire leapt to the surrounding foliage, spreading wider and faster than I ever believed possible. Soon I stood in the middle of a raging inferno that ravished the pristine land. I couldn't stand the heat and was forced to hide myself in the hole I had dug. On earth, the fire might have consumed the land and move on or smolder out. But here the immortal trees continued to burn without cessation. There was no escape. And I could do nothing but cower as I watched the animals panic, their multitude of voices joining into a single enduring scream. But these immortal beings were not killed by the flames just as the trees persisted, and before my eyes I watched the still-living creatures melt and disfigure into horrendous shapes of flowing skin and exposed bone. Despite all this, or perhaps because of it, my plan still came to fruition when the Lord found me, 
cowering in my hole. I don't know how long I spent in his presence, but when it was over, I felt myself falling in every direction just as I had when I first died. I watched my body burn from every side until smoldering to nothing. The explosion of pain gradually subsided into the cold shock of awakening into my next birth. Reflecting upon these memories, now in my next life, it seems as though I was banished from heaven for my deeds. If I ever received answers to my most pressing curiosities about existence, or the nature of the ruler of that land, then those too must have been stripped from me in punishment. Most keenly I remember the pain of that fire, burns from which still covered my body and whose agony I will take with me for the rest of my life. But even this pain I will endure for as long as I am able, for I now fear death like I never had in my previous life. Like the animals, I fear he who rules that place, for I was the demon in heaven, and through my actions did I transform it to hell. That's the end of that story. If you're on YouTube and you came across this video and you liked it, I'd appreciate it if you subscribed, liked the video, or commented a combination of all three. Really appreciate that. If you're anywhere else, I'm not sure of your options, but I appreciate you stopping by and checking it out. I really do hope you enjoyed it. Huge shout out though to my patrons for helping make this possible. Really appreciate your generosity. I really hope you know that. I guess outside of that, there's no more else to say. And I guess I'll see you around. I'll see you in the next one.